Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Barbara Turley from the virtualhub.com. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm really stoked to talk with you today because we have a lot of, uh, you know, stressed out, maxed out course creators and membership site owners, people building online businesses listening right now. And one of my secret successes is I have a, uh, an assistant who helps me. She's been with me for four years. Um, but tell me a little bit about the virtualhub.com. Like, what is it that you guys offer? Sure. Well, look, uh, you know, the word overwhelmed, stressed out online business owners is something we hear every single day. And, you know, look, just to give you a bit of the history of the virtual hub, the the quick summary was that I originally was a business coach and I was helping a lot of um, businesses get their online strategy and some of their systems up and running. And I just found that I couldn't really work with them on strategy because they were so busy and nothing ever got done. And so I couldn't get any results for clients really without doing the work myself. So I started recruiting virtual assistants for some clients in the Philippines. And look, before I knew it, I was getting more demand for VAs than I was for business coaching. And I thought, hmm, I wonder, is there a business in this? And, you know, four years later, here we are at the virtual hub. Um, so essentially what we do, we, we recruit train and manage virtual assistants in the Philippines, predominantly in that sort of digital marketing um, online space. So we do a lot of training for virtual assistants in that space. Um, And our goal really at the virtual hub is not about churning through numbers of clients or VAs. We're really, really, really focused on getting success for each client and making sure that we, we, we want longevity of client as opposed to this churning that a lot of our competitors would go through. So we're really heavily focused on that. That's awesome. Well, for those of you listening to this episode, you know, I talk a lot about what I call the five hats that entrepreneurs, especially education entrepreneurs have to wear. That's being an expert. That's being a community builder. That's being a teacher. That's being a technologist. And that's being an entrepreneur. What mistakes do you people, when people outsourcing, try to get virtual help, Um, you know, thinking about these different hats, like what mistakes do you see online business owners making with their virtual assistants? Yeah. So look, the biggest area I think is that a lot of people, particularly the education community who are building online courses, or they typically tend to be technicians. They have an expertise. So for example, you know, you might be a naturopath or you might be, you know, even a business coach or whatever, but there's an awful lot of expertise involved and you tend to focus heavily on your expertise and you're very, very sort of, um, of course, obsessed with how are you going to teach this? How are you going to get results for your, for your clients? And then, you know, you read various forums and that that say you need a VA. And of course, Tim Ferriss, I think, started this whole saga, like back when he wrote the four hour work week. And everyone thought, well, I'll just get a two buck an hour VA, you know, from offshore somewhere and my life will be great. And that is mistake number one is to think that it is actually that simple because with outsourcing, the real trick is to, the word outsourcing, I think, is a bit confusing because you think, well, I'll just outsource that and I won't have to think about it. I won't have to be involved. When you're hiring a virtual assistant in particular, 
you really, really, really need to know what it is, in, what it takes to keep your business running, what it takes to move your business forward. You have to have a sense of some systems and processes. And that's like, that's an area that trips an awful lot of people up because it sounds so boring, right? Like who wants to create processes all day or systems for how you do things. But if you want to get success bringing team members into your business, you have to know what direction you want to take and you have to know how to delegate to them effectively. And that's actually kind of another hat that you might want to add in there because delegation is a skill all by itself. And I think that would be the number one mistake I see a lot of people making and they get very frustrated and then they blame the VA or, you know, they just think it doesn't work for my business when actually there's a skill set sort of missing there. Yeah, that's... That's awesome. What I find in my experience is whenever I'm outsourcing or if I'm putting a team member on something, it, what I say is it usually gets worse before it gets better, meaning I have to take, I have to actually slow down, not speed up and just throw a body at a problem, but I have to slow down, make sure I have a process uh, and some training and some like, here's your starting point. But without that, if you just throw people at problems, um, you know, your <laughs> problems yeah i can i can just, i mean i've got some war stories myself but yeah just throwing a body at it as you say i like i see people do this all the time even you know we now have training programs for clients on the way in and we have a deep onboarding process so that we help clients to avoid doing that and we even turn clients away i'll be honest with you on the, on the sales calls sometimes because we can see that they're not ready and they're actually going to waste an awful lot of time energy and money if they're not ready and they hire a VA too early. So it really is, there's a, a slowing down to speed up, as you just said. But what I try and encourage people to think about is that we're, we're all moving at a fast pace when we're, we're running our own businesses and particularly online because you feel like I'm missing the boat. You know, I've got to get at it because everyone's moving. But if you, business is a marathon, not a sprint. And if you're really committed to the long game, then slowing down getting your processes in place, onboarding a staff member or a VA or someone or a team properly will actually pay the biggest dividends in the end than any course that you create because you'll get the value from the course that you actually create or the online experience that you create. So for the course creator or membership site builder out there, what can a VA help with? Sure. Okay. So Let's talk first about what they are not going to help you with, right? Because this is, again, another trap that people fall into. So they're not going to strategize out your funnel for you. They're not going to sit down and map out what you should be doing in your business in order to get leads. Now, a lot of people are going to be thinking, well, of course, that's the case, Barbara. But we do see people come through that say, well, I wanted more initiative and I thought they were going to you know, help me to figure out what I should be doing. So they're not going to do any of that. If you know the map that you want to follow and you've got a sense of where you're going and you've got some processes, they're going to take things off your plate, like recurring tasks that need to be done all the time. So, for example, you mentioned um, community development. So some people have online Facebook groups. They've got community forums. People, your virtual assistant can help to moderate that. But in conjunction with you creating a brand voice, you know, a kind of a, a way of doing it and then working with a VA in the beginning to kind of get a process up and running and then let them let them at it. And um, in terms of the tech side, you mentioned the systems. 
One thing that we do really well at the virtual home is that we're really focused on training in the systems and in the tools. So if you're someone who's listening to this and you're going, my biggest headache is the tech, which is a lot of people, and just hooking all the things up together, making it work, making my website talk to my um, course system, my membership site, making my funnels and my automations all speak to each other, then not all VAs can do that. But at the virtual hub, we specialize a lot in that with our higher level VAs. So they can also help you with answering the phone, answering emails, doing admin, research, researching your competitors. I mean, there's a whole host of things. Look, to make it easier, um, at the virtual hub, we have um, a thing called the super task list that we created. It is a members only thing at the moment because it's really deep and it goes into kind of weekly, daily, weekly, monthly tasks, project tasks and ideas to help with all the things that a VA can do for you. Wow, that is, that is, that's amazing. Um, what about... A lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> what about like the website itself? Like, you know, let's say I, I'm an expert and I shoot a bunch of videos yeah. The, the VA could help structure that and turn it into my courses and stuff like that. Yeah. So again, let's kind of define here the difference between a virtual assistant and a specialist. So for example, some people come to us and say, can my VA build my website for me? Now, you know what? Some of our VAs can definitely hash together a website and they have, you know, like they're, but we don't sort of sell that because you got to be careful because then people think you can code and all that stuff. But in terms of like you throw all your videos together some of our VAs, like they can even do like put a little top and tail on the video for you, upload it onto your, onto your membership site, make it look good, um, even repurpose that video maybe into a piece of content for your blog. It could be like an infographic or something from even if it's a members only piece of content, you can create a lead magnet from that, like by just p- pulling out the key five points that you mentioned in the video. So we do this with our podcasts. Um, We get our VAs to turn them into lots of different pieces of content across social media and all this sort of thing. So there's a lot lot of stuff they can do even with your course. Yeah, I think that repurposing is is brilliant. And I just wanted to touch on something else that I think sometimes you, the, the expert out there, don't realize is that perhaps you're more of a visionary type person. And what VAs help with is like implementation. Yes. So, I mean, you would never, you wouldn't hire a VA to like add a podcast to your marketing funnel. Like you still need to like make your own podcast episodes, but all the hundred other steps that go with after you were, you know, do an interview. After you do that, I mean, you know, you, I've got a podcast too, right? And I know that we, I did a whole show on how to fire yourself from your podcast because I have a co-host on our podcast called the virtual success show for anyone out there listening um but we have a process where we just meet up and record the show and put it in dropbox and we are not involved from that moment on in anything else that happens but there is a very structured process that we have built and that we have refined because we saw mistakes happening and we've evolved it and what happens now is the show goes to the editor it gets like so there's a project manager she's our va basically she manages the editor, comes back, she gets it all up on all the distribution channels. Then she repurposes it into social media content. She gets it transcribed over at rev.com, makes that a blog post on her site. Then she makes an infographic out of it. And like there's weeks of work that, you know, goes into it without us having to be involved at all. And it all goes up on our WordPress site on time as scheduled with no issues and optimized for traffic. So, I, can, 
I can feel the weight coming off my shoulders as you're talking yeah. because, you know, sometimes as an expert, like we feel like we're not getting enough done because we're stuck in the implementation and yeah. doing all that. But, you know, when you let go of all that stuff and slow down to build a process around it so that somebody else can help, you know, take it from production to wherever it needs to go and repurpose it. That's and the thing is to remember, I think I mentioned there the mistakes. I always talk to people about, like, if you've got a great person, so let's say you've recruited well, like, because recruitment is a whole other game on its own, but let's say you get a great person, but you find they're making mistakes. Another mistake we see people making all the time is they fire the VA immediately because of the mistakes. Sometimes if you've got a good person, it's better to work with them and go, hold on, maybe these mistakes are showing me where there's a hole in my process or there's a hole in somebody else's understanding or the iterations of the process that may involve my IP that I haven't thought about when I built it because somebody else doing it, you know, or it could just be lack of um, communication between the two of you um, or lack of oversight on your part of checking how things are going, milestones and checking in. So those things are really important as well if you want to get that, that right. And look, the jump, what I find is the jump from working totally solo by yourself to one VA plus you is probably the hardest jump that you make. The next jump after that, like the next few VAs you bring on is kind of okay because you got the rhythm. The next jump is when you move from a team of five or six people to a team of 10 or 12 because you can't have 12 people reporting to you. And all of a sudden you have to create departments and like other leaders and that sort of dynamic gets bigger as you grow. So tell, tell us more about the difference between having one VA versus having five. Does that mean they're just on different projects all reporting to you? They're, they're not necessarily interacting with each other? Look, I would always recommend that if you even if you have five VAs all on different projects, you bring your team together because it brings connectivity. And at the very least, you would have a weekly huddle, which is just a weekly meeting where everyone comes together and talks about what they're working on, what they've done, what they plan to do, and where they're stuck, where they need help. And sometimes you get like idea generation between the, the team members. But look, a team of five, look, it's unusual, I think, for a business to have five VAs. You may have them in different specialities. I always recommend the first person you hire is a really good VA, because then that VA can start to manage some specialists that you may bring on that are very part-time. Like you might have a graphic designer. You may have a web guy, a developer. You may have um, a writer, content writer. Because um, you can't expect a VA to be able to do everything. Another mistake people make is that they think you're, a general VA is going to be able to do like writing, coding, graphic design, everything. Which, they, 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 you know, not everyone's good at everything, so... So tell us more about your business, The Virtual Hub. Um, so at thevirtualhub.com, what, uh, like there's different types of VAs. So how, yes. how do you connect people with the right VAs? Yeah, that's always a tricky game. It's actually, it's actually quite a lot of fun. So every day, well, it can be fun, it can be stressful. But every day, I've got a big team of people that come together. So my team come together on a daily huddle. So every day at 1 p.m. Sydney, we have a 50, well, it's about 30-minute huddle. And we basically, all the clients, here's another tip, right? We run everything on Asana. And we have lots of other systems, but we've made them all talk to Asana. So basically, our, our, our home base is Asana. And the only system I ever look at myself is Asana because everything drops in there. So when a client comes and joins us, they fill out a client brief and they give us 
detail about what they're looking for, but within the parameters of what we do at the virtual hub. So that's really important because if somebody comes to us and says, hey, I need a bookkeeper, we actually don't do that. At the virtual hub, we specialize in this digital space um, in platforms like Entreport, HubSpot, Infusionsoft, that sort of thing. So when they drop in and we the brief drops into Asana every day, um, we've got a similar kind of pipeline that sees all the VAs applying and going through our training program. And we can see how they're progressing. Some of them will get kicked out because they're not good enough and others make it to the end. And then it's a matching sort of thing of supply demand. And sometimes we just get this beautiful matching situation that works really well. Other times we're like, okay, we'll move her there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a... It's quite a fun exercise. It's like building a jigsaw. Yeah. So that's a popular use for courses where you're, you're not actually selling courses and training. You're doing it to train your team. Can you yes. tell us more about your, how you train your VAs and your philosophy behind that and what you're doing? Absolutely. Yeah. We use, um, um, obviously, course platforms very, very much in our business because when you're training a VA, right, so here's look I'm, I'm talking about all the mistakes here i guess but this is how people learn so another mistake and one of the reasons i built the business this way i, I saw a lot of clients in the early days coming in and saying but i, I bought her a course and I, I gave it to her and then nothing happened and the problem when you give a va a massive course that you bought online that cost you like two grand and you're saying can you just do that and implement it is that first of all, the course is built for a business owner. So it has a lot of content in there that is not really relevant to the VA or the VA is not thinking about it from that perspective. It's very overwhelming and there's no sense of kind of process attached to it. So you need a really, really, really experienced person who can sit down, dissect the information and then turn it into a process for you. So I think it's always better that if you are going to train a VA yourself, you probably need to do the course yourself and pick out the parts of it that you think are relevant to a VA. What we do at the Virtual Hub is we totally dissect them and rebuild them for VAs specifically. And with that, we need course technology because we have to make sure that they're actually watching the videos, that they're doing the assignments at the end, the quizzes. And it gives us a great way to kind of grade VAs through it. And we can see what level they are. And then when it comes to the matching with clients, we can see like, well, you know, this VA is of a lower level, so they're not really going to match with this client who needs more tech kind of focus and needs. So course platforms are brilliant from that perspective of managing teams going through courses, but also seeing where they're struggling, seeing where their strengths are, things like that. So you have courses about tools, but also ideas like funnels, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us more about that. Like, like, for example, you were saying that the business owner might make a bunch of assumptions, but if a VA learns about, you know, funnel, it's, that's, a, that's a marketing concept that can be very helpful so that they can better communicate. Tell, yes. us, tell, us, tell us more about that. Yeah, so one of the things I found, again, in the early days was, you know, VAs would know a bit about social media and they'd know how to create Canva images and they knew a lot of things and a lot of tasks, but they had no way... They just couldn't connect the dots. And clients, I think maybe the expectation was too high of clients to expect that, but we had a lot of clients that kind of wanted that. So I thought, well, why don't we just teach them? We'll connect the dots for the VAs. 
And even the VAs that had experience, they went through our first training program, which I did myself live with some of our very experienced people. And they were like, wow, I never thought, I never like knew that the work, that it was like that, that, you know, the, this whole concept of even a funnel, that social media and how it interacts with top of funnel content and how Google, you know, keyword research matches into that and where it fits into the kind of buyer cycle or the life, cycle, the life cycle of a customer coming from prospect to lead. Um, and it made them more able to suggest ideas. It made them able to fix problems. You know what a, when a problem happens in your systems and you're like, oh, I just don't know where that's gone wrong. Can you look at it for me? Because they actually understand what you're trying to achieve with this whole biz, massive system, they're actually better able to come up with ideas. So we do a lot of training on funnels and what they actually are and then how they're constructed and where a VA fits into a funnel. That's a big, that's a big thing. So they understand their role within the business more deeply. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because if, if, you know, you're giving somebody a task about setting up an email campaign or a lead magnet, but they don't see the whole picture, I could see them just, it's just helpful to know the forest for the trees. Well, I'll put it this way. I'll give you a very simple, very simple idea. Let's say as a, as a client, you give your VA a task to set up one email with a link in it. But you haven't really discussed what is that for. And then the link goes out to 800 people and the link actually was slightly incorrect. And the VA thinks, well, I mean, I know I made a mistake, but like it was a small mistake. And you go, yeah, but you didn't know that it was in a webinar funnel where 800 people have just been invited to the wrong webinar, right? So the implications of a mistake that seems like a little small thing in an email all of a sudden becomes an enormous business impacting mistake. And when I explain it like that to VAs, they go, oh, now I see. So a mistake, like a small mistake can actually be an enormous problem if you don't understand the context of what, what's happening. So that, that created more success, I think, when we started doing that. Most of them had never even heard of a funnel. So clients would be talking about funnels and they're like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, I think you know. uh, it's a common problem for entrepreneurs to walk around with entrepreneur goggles on, think that everybody yeah. thinks like an entrepreneur and about funnels and adding value and scaling and all these things. But no. I think I heard something that like 2% of the population is actually entrepreneurs. So like it's yeah. a, people see the world in different ways. Yeah. Can you tell us more about your email course, Scalable Business Success Formula? Yeah, sure. So again, um, this is a course that's been built. At the end of the day, I think, I mean, I'm biased because I run a business like this, but I have got a huge team of VAs right, and project managers in different sort of roles in my business. And there's no way that I could have built, I mean, I've built a couple of other things as well. And there's no way that I could have done it without offshore VAs, because as we all know, business is hard, right? Like, let's, let's get to the reality here for a second. It doesn't matter what anyone looks like online. There are days in business that are debilitating because it's so hard. It's hard to make money. It's hard to keep things moving and to keep momentum going, no matter what your product or business looks like. And even when you are pumping lots of sales, there's so many problems in the back end that people don't really see, right? So it's, it's hard. And the only way that you can get that entrepreneurial freedom that we all go into business to achieve, because we, nobody goes into business to work 20 hours a day seven days a week and have no holiday and no money, right? Like, otherwise, why would we do it? And really for particularly earlier stage businesses or even medium, the fastest and most efficient way is to be able to nail your offshore strategy. So your offshore team, 
is very cost effective. And if you can nail that, you can scale a business much easier than you can if you have onshore people who are more expensive. Now, that's not to say you don't have any onshore people. You would, but you do. You have them doing different types of roles than what your offshore team would be doing. And this course is really designed to show people how to scale using virtual assistants. So it takes them through some of the problems, some of the roadblocks, and, and then how to kind of fix that along the way so that you can get a platform that is scalable. Because people are part of your platform, right? They have to be part of your platform. Yeah, and that's a, that's a free email-based course, free. right? Yeah. So you can find that at thevirtualhub.com. We'll also have a link in the show notes to that. Yeah. Um, I, I just really want to highlight that point you were just talking about. Sometimes an entrepreneur is building, they're just trying to relieve stress and make themselves superhuman. But yeah. if you actually build like a system and a machine, like you're saying with like offshore you know, teams built around processes and things like that, that's what's really scalable. That's scale. Yeah. It's not about becoming. Yeah, product sales are not scale. Like the, 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 another problem I see, and I saw this as a business coach, people think that if I just do more sales and more marketing, everything will be great in my life because I'll have more money. Now I come from a financial background. I worked in investment banking for 10 years, right? So more money is not necessarily the answer. More freedom is the answer. We all want more freedom and we think money will buy that. Now to a certain extent it will. But if you just pump more sales and more marketing and more money, you will the, the front end will be great, but the back end of your business will be chaos and you will be overwhelmed and stressed out. So the internal leverage in a business is really, really important to, to streamline, I think, bef- sort of before you go into that massive growth mode, because otherwise you're just in, you just go from chaos to chaos, just different types of chaos, you know. So people and systems are your, your and processes are what you need to nail. And we're really passionate about that at the virtual hub and trying to teach people that because then they get more success with our VAs and our teams and the world's a better place <laughs> than if we do that. What are just some general tips you have for people who aren't used to thinking like in terms of processes, let's say they're a solo solopreneur who's teaching something and through the grace of like hard work and just long nights they've 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 launched an online course business or it's going well but they're totally burned out they don't have any extra capacity how could that person start thinking about how how do i systematize how do i create processes what can i delegate yeah because it's really overwhelming right it's very overwhelming so the people listening are going to be thinking yeah i want all that but i have no idea where to start and it is first thing i would say is that you've got to give yourself a break it is not something you're going to do overnight. It is a t- six to 12 month process for most people, right? Being real is like, could I do it in three months? Yes. Cause I've got a lot of experience now, but I would say you've got to go on a roadmap of six to 12 months and you start small. You start with what are the things in my day that are really tying up my day that are little things that I could just start to get, get off my plate to, to a VA and I can create a simple process. And, some people say, oh, well, I'll just hire someone for like two or three hours a week. And, and, and that's kind of okay. You, you can sort of get away with that. But you're, you're going to fall into the trap then of that person has probably 20 of you. And they're not really committed to you because you're not committing to them. So it can be tricky. So I think you've got to kind of commit to the process. You've got to take a step back and take it one day at a time. And don't try and build an entire process map for your whole business 
in a week because it just won't happen, right? You just got to start at the beginning and put one front foot, foot in front of the other. Every week, tackle a new one, delegate it more. And don't worry too much about, oh, my VA has three hours idle time this week. I don't know what to do. You know what? You're in the long game. Catch up with them on Skype and talk about your vision or something. Use that, use that time to really bring them into your business. And it's a long game. That's what I would suggest. Can you leave us with any other mistakes to avoid that we haven't touched on yet? We talked about like delegating, like leaders, trying to delegate too much leadership and uh, not having a process and not taking advantage of uh, mistakes as learning opportunities to grow stronger in a relationship and develop better processes. What other are classic mistakes do you see people making with VAs? Yeah. So um, there's two I'll touch on. Uh, look, communication. I mean, look, many a marriage or a business partnership has broken down because of, you know, our ability to communicate as humans. We think everyone communicates the way we do. But unfortunately, people communicate differently. What you say and what someone else hears can be very different. So you've got to really refine your communication ability. And I would suggest asking your VA to repeat back to you or even write back to you what you have asked them to do, just to make, especially with offshore, to make sure there's no holes in that communication line. And again, people will think, oh, an awful lot of work. It pays dividends in the end, trust me. Like you want to grow a business here, so you just got to think of the long game. Um, the other one is um, when, again, with delegation, when people set up a process and they set up their training and they get their VA and they delegate it all, they still fall into this mindset of, well, you know, delegated now, that's her problem. Oversight is a key part of, and I guess this is leadership stuff as well, but oversight and um, checking in is important to keep things on track. And people forget to do that. And let's say the deadline for a task is this Friday, right? And you don't even... You don't even think about it until Friday at four o'clock when you tap your VA and go, hey, what's happening with this task? And they're like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I messaged you and I was waiting for you to get back. And there was, no, there was no check-in milestone point for you with that person. And they became overwhelmed and you didn't know. And maybe they didn't communicate it back to you properly or whatever, but they're the VA, you're the leader. So you have to have a sense of oversight and know how are you going to have your team and do your task, but also how are they going to report back to you? And if I could leave with one tip, a daily huddle, 10 minutes is all you need and make it non-negotiable for both of you in your diary every single day and catch up and do the quick run through of where the problems are. That will really get, it's a game changer. Yeah, my, my company, Lift LMS, we operate remotely and our daily stand-up meeting or scrum or whatever you want to call it, it's, it's the backbone. It doesn't have to be long, but it's, it's the, the thread that kind of holds it all together. Yeah, and I think the trick with that is, you know, the days where you think, oh, we could probably reschedule it today. There's nothing to talk about. Do it anyway. Even if it's five minutes, jump on and shoot the breeze together or something so that it's a, it's a, it's a solid message to your team that this one is a non-negotiable and you as the leader you show up right you can't be the one always canceling because then it shows your team that it's not important so yeah, that's a that's a really good point and also um i would add to like asana. I, I like asana i also like uh, trello for project management email, yeah, email is not a project management tool like when you use those tools, they can also take a lot of the pressure off of like follow yes. up and prioritizing, which is very hard. 
I mean, just boxes can explode, but you know, project management tools can keep it together and help. You can't manage. You can't manage offshore teams with email. I'm just going to leave it at that because I've seen disasters happen. I've missed. You know, missed. Oh, I didn't bit, see that bit and can, instructions in five different emails and disaster. You're going to set your team up for failure and you'll blame them. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. Well, Barbara. Um, for people who want to find out more about you and the virtual hub, where do you want to send them? Sure. So if you just pop over to our website, thevirtualhub.com, um, we've got uh, two strategy consultants, offshoring strategy consultants, one in Australia and one in Ireland, actually, where I'm originally from. And um, so we do, we cover all time zones. So no matter where you are in the world, we also have VAs that work all time zones in our offices in the Philippines. So we have full offices and everything. So I'd suggest jumping on a call with one of our sales guys um, for a quick chat and uh, connect with us over there. We're also pretty big on Facebook and uh, Instagram. We're over we're on Instagram if you want some inspiring tips. We've got some stuff over there. You can see what our VAs do on social media by following us on social media as well. So That's really cool. And we're going to have all that in the show notes. Barbara, thank you much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, for you, the listener out there, this is a huge knock of opportunity on your door about de-stressing, delegating, and you know, realizing the power of a team. So go check out thevirtualhub.com. And thanks so much, Barbara. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, Chris. <laughs>